I was on the police force in Minnesota for about 12 years. The town I was in was so far north, it was basically Canada. Summers were short and humid. Winters were absolutely brutal. In fact, most of the incidents I had to respond to in the winter months were related to bad road conditions in one way or another. This incident happened in the fall of 2010. It was cold, I remember, but there were only a couple of inches of snow on the ground at the time. I was called in to investigate a case of property damage at a homestead deep in the woods. The report came in early that morning and said there was significant damage to the woodshed. I asked if it looked like the perpetrator was an animal, in which case it would be a job for animal control instead, but the caller said there were footprints left behind. I cleared my schedule so I could head out there right away. If there were footprints, I could get a size and a tread pattern, but I had to move quickly because as soon as the sun came up, it would start to melt the prints, and they would get distorted beyond use. The homestead was an off-grid cabin set up in a deep pine forest. You couldn't see it from the road. In fact, you could barely see the driveway. The only reason I found the place was the lone mailbox at the end of the road. I didn't even see a fire number. I'll be honest, the guy who lived here was a bit odd. You have to be to live in this climate without electricity. He said he spent the last three days chopping wood for the winter, as he was a little behind this year. The woodshed was located about 50 yards away from the house. The man claimed he heard an animal moving around out there for the last two days, but he never saw anything. He thought now that it might have been a person who did the damage to the woodshed, but it didn't make much sense as to why someone would have any reason to attack a building and it looked like an attack, like something you would expect from a bear. One whole side of the shed was torn off and scattered across the ground. Logs from the shed were strewn all over the property, and I mean all over the property. There were logs up near the house and just all over for as far as you could see. The man said he woke up in the night to the sound of a destruction outside, and he opened his door to take a look at what was going on. He claimed to see the back of a man who looked to be dressed in a white fur coat. As soon as he opened the door, he said the man ran into the woods. He waited until morning to investigate the damage, and that's when he found the footprints. But here's the strange part. The prints were that of bare feet. I didn't believe him until he showed me. They were definitely human footprints, although quite large. But that could be explained by the sun. When the sun hits footprints, they melt and get larger. I took photos of the footprints and walked around the perimeter of the shed to record the damage. As I was walking around the backside, I saw a white blur out of the corner of my eye. I spun around to get a better look. The only thing I saw was white fur running into the forest. This must be our guy, I thought, so I chased him. I didn't realize until I was maybe 80 yards into the pine forest that I wasn't chasing a man at all. It looked like a man from behind, about my height and running on two legs, but it was not a man at all. It stopped to face me. It had an ape-like face. The skin around its face and hands were sort of a brownish tan, and the rest of the creature was covered in white hair. I drew my gun because I thought it was going to attack me when it stopped running, but it just stood there, panting like it was out of breath. I looked down at its feet no shoes. This was definitely the creature that destroyed the shed. 
I don't know what I was thinking, but I tried talking to it. But it was obvious I didn't have any understanding of language. I still had my gun drawn on it. I slowly reached into my pocket to grab my phone to get a picture of this thing. But it ran, and I didn't follow it that time. My encounter with the creature only lasted a max of a few seconds, but it felt longer than that. I couldn't believe what I had seen, and I had no idea what I was going to tell the man who owned the cabin. I couldn't put any of this in the police report. I'd probably get fired for suspicions of insanity. I couldn't tell the guy it was an animal either, since he saw human footprints out there. I decided to protect my own ass and not say anything. I took down the report of the property damage, and that was it. I did stay to help the man clean up the logs that had been scattered across the property. I don't know exactly why, as I had a bunch of other things I was supposed to do that day. I guess I felt guilty for not telling him about the creature in his woods. I did check up on the man again in a few weeks. When I got there, the first thing I noticed is that the woodshed had been moved right next to the house. I asked about it, and he said the same thing happened about two weeks later. He said he saw something out there in the woods, but I wouldn't believe him if he told me the truth. Since he moved the shed away from the forest, he hadn't had any issues, and hopefully it would stay that way. I was a Wyoming State Patrol officer for 16 years. I've seen my share of strange situations, but nothing that couldn't be explained away when I had all the details. However, I had an incident in the winter of 2012 that I'll never forget. Dispatch, send me out to the scene of a vehicle collision with a potential wolf. I say potential wolf because although we have a healthy wolf population in the area, they are very rarely ever seen. Most people see a large coyote or a dog and assume it's a wolf. From the little information I was given, I knew I was just one vehicle involved. One driver with mild, non-life-threatening injuries. The ambulance had already arrived at the scene, so I didn't rush over there. There was a light dusting of snow on the roads. It wasn't much, but it was enough to make for slippery conditions. In fact, I expected that was probably a factor in this accident, just as much as the wolf was. When I arrived on the scene, the driver was being treated for some superficial injuries. He was a white male in his mid-40s. He didn't appear to be under the influence of any drugs or alcohol. His car, an older model Ford Ranger, was pulled off on the shoulder of the road. It was completely totaled. The front end was destroyed. Both airbags had gone off, the windshield was broken, and the hood of the truck was basically folded in half. I walked over to the ambulance to talk to the driver. I couldn't believe he had escaped with so few injuries considering the state of his car. So dispatch told me you hit a wolf, I said. The driver nodded. Are you sure it wasn't a moose? I'm not sure a wolf could cause that kind of damage to your truck. The driver just looked at me and said, it was a wolf. He didn't seem to want to tell me much else. So I decided to take photos of the scene and file my report before coming back to see if I could get the rest of his story. The snow was fresh enough that I could get a decent idea of what happened. There were a few other tire tracks on the road, but I could see just where the impact happened. Considering the damage to the truck, I was certain this was not a wolf he hit. A big gray wolf in the area is maybe 150 pounds max. 
There was just no way it could have wrecked the truck like that. I've seen the aftermath of vehicle collisions with a moose that had less damage. A collision with something like a moose often causes significant injury or death to the occupants in the car. The fact that this guy was relatively unharmed was a miracle. I looked for tracks coming up the ditch and into the road to see if I could verify what kind of animal it actually was. I found a trail but the snow was too deep to see what kind of footprints were down there. The animal tracks on the road were erased by vehicle tracks so that wasn't much help either. I went to the other side of the road to see if I could find any signs of the animal. I couldn't imagine it got too far after taking a hit like that. Normally, I would just write down in my report that there was a vehicle collision with an animal and go about the rest of my shift. But something about this story bothered me, and I wanted to get to the truth. I found a trail leading from the crash site into the forest. There were a few specks of blood in the snow, but nothing substantial. I couldn't see the prints due to the depth of the snow, but there was obviously a path that the creature took away from the scene. I followed it to the edge of the forest, but then the driver of the totaled ranger came running out of the ambulance to stop me. Don't follow it, he yelled. It wasn't a normal wolf, it was something else. I finally sat down with the driver and got his story. He didn't want to say anything at first, because it sounded too crazy. He said the animal he hit was a wolf, but it was larger than any wolf he had ever seen. The word he used to describe it was prehistoric, like it was from a time where animals were all giants, but he said it was for sure a wolf. He didn't see it in the road at first because it was entirely white and nearly invisible against the snow. The only thing he saw was its amber eyes, but by then it was too late. He said he hit the creature dead on. He said it rolled across the road towards the ditch, but then it got up, shook off, and ran into the woods almost like nothing happened. I didn't really believe his story, but I did put collision with gigantic wolf down in my report. The EMT said they were going to take the driver to the hospital to make sure he didn't have any trauma to his brain, and after hearing his tale, I thought that was a good idea. I had to stay at the scene and wait for the tow truck. They were about 30 minutes out, so I decided to continue looking for the body of this wolf. I examined the vehicle further and found a few bits of hair stuck up in the engine compartment. They were white. Maybe this guy's story had some truth to it. I followed the tracks towards the woods, where they suddenly vanished. The sun was starting to set, so I didn't have the visibility but that trail completely disappeared with nowhere to go. It was like the creature that made them just suddenly stopped existing. I mean, completely vanished. I looked around everywhere, and I couldn't find anything. That is, until I noticed scratches on the trunk of one of the trees. There were huge claw marks on one of the larger trees, and a few flecks of blood in the snow at the base of the tree. I know wolves don't climb trees, I can't tell you how afraid I was to look up, but I knew I had to. I shined my flashlight towards the sky, and there, in the dark, were two amber eyes looking down at me. It had the face of a wolf, but it wasn't like any wolf I had ever seen. The driver's description was accurate. The creature was pure white and absolutely gigantic. I was surprised that the tree was even supporting it. I drew my gun 
but I couldn't justify shooting it. The creature wasn't attacking me. In fact, it looked like it was trying to hide. I walked backwards towards the road, never taking my eyes off the animal. I could barely see it when I reached the road. Its white hair was the perfect camouflage. However, I was certain it could still see me. It likely had been watching us the entire time. From what I could tell, it stayed in the tree until after we left the scene. I don't know what exactly it was. I never saw the creature again, but I didn't expect to. I'm sure there are more of them out there, but they seem to do a good job of staying hidden. But every once in a while, someone has an encounter with something that they can't explain. They're out there. I think they just don't want to be found. That night was terrifying, and it changed me, I think. When you see something like that, something that you cannot explain no matter how hard you try, no one believes you. And sometimes, you don't know what to believe either, but you are certain what your eyes had seen. It's an awful feeling, so I don't ever talk about it anymore. You don't want people to think you're crazy or easily influenced. You don't want to seem gullible, so I don't know what to think. You start to feel crazy. That night, I was training. I was a deputy in training. I was new, so in a lot of ways, that night was already very hard. I had so many new responsibilities. I had to really be top notch, not only for my own safety, but for the safety of others. And that was a heavy burden to bear. At the time, it felt exhilarating and exciting, but I later realized that it was too much. Too much to be in charge when something that is out of your control happens. I remember vividly that we were sent to a diner. It was one of those pit stop places. It had a small gas station connected to it. There had been a complaint about a man in hysterics who had been disturbing the customers. One of the restaurant staff had fixed him a cup of coffee. He seemed like he was in better shape based on what we were told. The man was really shaken up. He appeared to have been crying a bit. He claimed that something had taken his dog. Not someone something. Let me make that clear. As soon as we started talking to him, he fell back in his hysteria. He was speaking gibberish. Something about lights, something about the sky. That was about all we were able to get out of him at the time. My commanding officer had decided that it might be best if we took him with us to the station. We weren't sure who this man was. He had no identification. And we weren't sure if he was intoxicated or under the influence of illegal drugs. And then, there was the question of his sanity. By his appearance, he looked like he hadn't bathed in days. His hair looked very dirty, and so were his hands and face. Honestly, I pegged him for a drunk man with nowhere to be. He didn't seem to be in his right state of mind. He seemed very crazy. It was a lot. I really felt bad for him, but at the same time, I felt very disgusted by him. I feel horrible for saying that. I just kept thinking, how do people end up this way? But we got him into our vehicle and we started driving towards the station. The man was muttering in the back of the squad car, but eventually fell silent. The area we were in was very small. It was a small town. It felt very desolate. It would take us a good 45 minutes or so to get back to the sheriff's office. So we're driving along the road and I start to look out towards the sky. It was nearing dusk and I just remember thinking that I wanted to get out of the car and go home for the night because the man smelt very foul. 
but I just kept on gazing out the window. I didn't want to show how I was feeling. I felt guilty about my thoughts, really. At some point, I start to notice a really weird glowing light in the sky. It looked like a small fireball. It was round in a way, but it looked like it had a trail coming off the back of it, and it was moving in the sky in a very unusual way. It didn't go in one direction. It went several directions, side up, side to side, up and down, diagonal at times. I hadn't seen anything like it before. It looked like it was dancing, sorta. And then the ball separated into two balls, and then into three balls, and then back into one ball. It was nuts. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So I alerted my commanding officer, and that sent the unknown man off. Once he saw the thing in the sky, he began throwing himself around the car because he was trying desperately to get out of the vehicle. And just as quickly as the ball appeared, it was gone. I started to feel very sick. I had the chills, and I felt very fatigued. It was like I had a fever almost. My commanding officer seemed frantic at this point. I think they were upset about what all transpired. Mostly I think me getting sick was the tipping point for them. I'm not sure if they felt stressed because they didn't think I was able to handle the pressure, so it left a weight on them. But the rest of the night was awful. Eventually I fainted, just completely blocked out. I don't remember getting to the station, I just remember being helped out of the car. And I was sent home to recover. I'm not sure what happened to the man, I decided to resign the following day. Between the shock of everything and the treatment I received that night, I just wanted to clean the slate. I'm not sure what the other officer had seen, or if they'd seen anything at all. It just felt very judgmental, the treatment I had received. It felt like everyone was looking at me like I was crazy drunk, like I was creating a scene and making people uncomfortable. Maybe it was karma. Maybe I was getting a taste of my own medicine, but I was terrified. 